good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. It's the Editor-in-Chief Podcast. I'm the EIC of the Amherst Wire, Jonathan Kerma, and today I have two special guests here with me in the studio representing one of uh, UMass's newest uh, minority student groups, the UMass Brotherly Union. First, I have Benji Celestin of uh, of the UMass Brotherly Union, as well as Kenny Amwa. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you doing, awesome, man? man? I'm good. Um, so would you like to say what your positions are with the UMass Brotherly Union? Yeah. Um, so, Benji Celestin, once again. Mm-hmm. I'm a public relations officer. Uh, it's Kenneth Amwa here. I'm the outreach and the fundraising officer. Okay, and um, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, in your own words, could you explain what the UMass Brotherly Union is and how the group came to be? Yeah, um, so our two founders, uh, Philip Desiree and Adosa, they create with the mind that they created with the UMass Brotherly Union. It, we, we are trying to serve a purpose here, um, this coexistence amongst men of color here on campus. Uh, we know this. Um, our time here on UMass that sure we, in our day-to-day encounters we may see our fellow brothers just walking around say hi all that but there's there's no coexisting within our unit we we right. are here to create a platform for those to help with their well-being not only academically but also physically and spiritually and mentally as well okay. yeah um we saw there was a like a like a missing factor for black men on campus where they've been able to even uh, form a community um, aspect between us uh, and uh, our co-founders and uh, the board of uh, directors we we found that we coming together to make a uh, a community of black men on campus so and we are we're just doing it through like different um, initiatives uh, such as having a mental health talk or having um, just different GBs where like it necessarily directly affects um, um, the person of color on campus. So um, a lot. I saw a lot of black men were disenfranchised with the fact that um, they were going to a lot of like um, GB meetings for different things that weren't necessarily really like connecting with them and even just showing them a path to success on campus. You know, it would be uh, like a lot of different like things where maybe it's it's um, like finding dandy make like a uh, like hip hop Jeopardy or anything like that but like they rather have something that directly affects them right right yeah, right so. um and so on your instagram bio it says you know at, uh, similar to what you guys said and saying that your goal is to kind of empower and promote unity against uh, amongst black men of, of, of or yeah black men at umass um so what actions do you guys plan to to make that impact beyond um the the trainings and and, and things like that yeah, um, so one of our key um, initiatives is perhaps bringing generational wealth within men of color in 2020. As we see, um, to me personally, I think that's one of the major keys. When you see to have um, a black family having $5.43 per every $100 to a white family in our, in our country, it, it, it's 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 flabbergasted it's something that that shouldn't be happening so we need to build the the proper steps for a man of color to acquire generational wealth through our financial literacy uh, workshops which we'll be providing okay Um, we also serve the purpose of um, expanding 
their like knowledge and like, different aspects of college life as well, such as um, say um, we're gonna have a resume workshop in the coming year where um, a lot of men, uh, men of color on campus might not have updated resumes or even have experience going into interviews um, going going forward. And sometimes even coming in as a freshman, um, a, a person of color as a freshman even, it's, it's tough to find these resources and these resources are allocated to you, but you might not have the information right in, in front of your hands. So we're even doing the the, the, the hard part is finding finding these people. So there's like a lot of freshmen that might not know all these resources, so we're collecting it and giving it to you directly. Right, and how do you plan to, I guess, reach out um, and I guess the way you just said, how you're gonna try and find those people. So how, what's the process for that in terms of finding men of color on campus that might not know about you guys? Uh, I think my biggest thing since I'm outreach you have to hit them right when they get on campus, even mm -hmm. if you can beforehand. Um, I know me coming as a, a Ghanaian um, uh, freshman last year, it was very tough for me to find other men of color. And it, at times it felt really lonely, to be honest. So um, I think you gotta reach out and touch them where um, you know, like uh, there might not be other black people like there. So say uh, at the dining hall, it would just be easier to go up to them and say, hey, I'm Kenneth. Um, now you know another black person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it's actually like going out your way to let these people know, hey, I'm here for you. Hey, there's going to be a community if you come to this meeting. You can meet new friends because being at a, um, a majority white campus, it's, it's very tough to go and search out and find black people so, or even people of color. So it's very helpful when they come and find you. Mm -hmm. And how many members does the group currently have? So currently we have 11 members on our board of directors. I'll, uh, I'll uh, name out the names. So uh, we have our two co-founders and presidents, uh, Philip and Adosa. Okay. Um, we have uh, uh, Sam um, Pumfo. He's from also Worcester. Um, he, uh, I believe he serves as, um, I think he's, um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. I think he's secretary. Yep. And then uh, we have Henry, who is a senior, be graduating. He's also, uh, he's serving as like a mentor role as well as uh, Allen. Um, mm -hmm. They're serving as like mentor roles because they're finishing with their UMass careers. Um, so they're kind of just helping us out. And um, obviously Benji, uh, me, we have Rob Skinner, who's a freshman, who's going to be like the, kind of like the, the seed, who's going to help help this grow because he, he's like the youngest one on board. He's also good, our photographer for uh, UBU. Yeah. And then um, we just actually had a new addition, um, JJ Roman. Um, he's going to be helping us with content creation on our web, well, on our, I'm sorry, our pages and um, during GBs, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and one thing that really drew me to you guys is just uh, your branding on, on Instagram and Twitter, um, just the fact that you guys, I, I know you guys started doing the outreach that you, you were talking about earlier via social media as well, just following different uh, uh, black men on campus, just giving the reach out. And when I was checking out your Instagram, one thing I, I noticed in one of your posts, you talked about, um, UMass restricting attempts to uplift the black community at UMass. Yeah. Would you be able to further explain uh, what you feel the UMass administration has done um, to, or or hasn't done, I guess? Uh, you can choose either way how to answer that question, but what has the administration um, done to restrict uh, the, the um, uplifting of the black community at UMass? Oh, <laughs> lovely question. Um, however, um, I, I 
as someone who just transferred here um, this past uh, fall semester, I, I, I've seen many things, but what I haven't seen was um, the initiative and support from UMass administrators, and particularly with the way that they're trying to reach out to um, these cultural RSOs. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lack of respect from um, administrators in the UMass community, uh, particularly when coming to book for events in spaces where, where that are pre-planned and not adhering to the proper rules um, needed for uh, booking particular um, venues. Mm-hmm. And this has caused uh, certain organizations other troubles. So at UBU, we're we're all for pushing those that have um, that have been marginalized, um, these cultural RSOs, and lifting them up. Okay, um, Kenny, do you have anything to add to that? I just question? think um, I think the administration could do a better job uh, on the ground floor with communication. I think the communication lines is um, broken down where a lot of times. Um, um, to be a um, faculty that this is necess- not necessarily um, having proper communication with these RSOs and the leaders of these RSOs. Um, I think, to be honest, the RSOs want to make communication and be able to do what needs to be done to actually um, facilitate what they have going on. So even just like we're referring to what happened in like the past week. So even like with the Curry Hicks situation with the Soul TV, I think the their, their their whole situation is like they want to have communication, they want to have transparency, and there's not transparency there. So um, for sorry to cut you off, for someone that isn't as informed on what you're talking about, uh, could you explain the the Soul TV Curry Hicks situation? Oh, uh, I I don't I don't know the complete the complete complete um, factors, but I've um I've heard like um the, the information from people on the e board. And pretty much it's like they won't allow them to book the Curry Hicks for the um, fashion show they have coming up, which, which is the biggest thing for Soul TV mm-hmm. is the fashion show in the, um, the springtime. And uh, what's even wild, they had Curry Hicks on mine. They've, uh, they communicated they wanted the Curry Hicks. And um, they, yes, um, the person that runs the um, uh, scheduling for the Curry Hicks is being very deceptive on how what they want to um, what they want to say, and I um, uh, I think like it's uh, it's not I'm not I'm not saying it's like a, a specific problem to all organizations, but that's right now something's going on with Soul TV. So if UBU doesn't like stand up and support our organization, uh, like our fellow RSOs when they're um, in a in a in a situation when something happens to us further down the line, how can we expect any um, uh, uh, help from or support from our fellow RSOs. So they're going through a situation right now. So we're just saying we have your back and uh, anything you need, we're going to speak up for you. So awesome. I love that. Um, my next question for you is um, I guess from the perspective of someone who uh, who's an outsider ba- based on, you know, the, the who you are looking for for this group. Um, how, how do you avoid the feeling, I guess, of... Or what do you have to say to someone that feels like the UMass Brotherly, Brotherly Union is alienating um, who, who they identify as? Because I think... I, I see what the question you're kind of trying to word. You're saying, like, um, uh, like a, for 
for someone that's not a person of color, um, why can't they join and why can't they yes. have the same, Essentially, the same resources and same brotherhood being given to them? Uh, I think it's, it's actually a simple answer to this. Um, they came to UMass, which is pretty much kind of like, if you're not a brother, it's a paradise for you, feel me? Mm -hmm. So like, like all the resources, all the brotherhood, the the feeling of being uh, um, being isolated is not necessarily there for you because you have such a community of people that look just like you um, available anywhere you turn. If you're a black or brown or um, or just any any shade in between, um, it's very tough to go find someone to to have a conversation with about um, generational generational wealth within the black community right. or have a conversation about. Um, how to affect community uh, community changing in your your city? So I think, like, hey, it's um, um, you have a, a lot of these resources and opportunities already given to you on campus. So we're just trying to kind of help out that average black guy coming from, or average um, Spanish or average, like no matter what it is, a person of color coming from a city or coming from a town where now they feel isolated because they don't have as much brotherhood as they did before, or they want to find brotherhood in college and they're just not finding it, so. That's awesome. Um, and I guess to kind of piggyback on that, that last struggle of a question I gave you, um, but what are you guys going to be doing to help women of color in the community? Yeah, um, so we actually have been uh, formulating some, um, starting talks with Shia's Goals, um, a cultural RSO built for women of color. And we're also in the works to have these certain conversations with um, women of color in Eisenberg. Um, particular RSOs catered to our black queens and uh, women of color. Of course. That <laughs> of course. That can, um, so we can coexist in the righteous way and lift each other up. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. And what's the next step for men of color at UMass looking to get involved with your union? What's the next step for them? I think you just got to have your eyes out. Follow the IG page. Um, I'm going to refer it to Benji. IG page is... UMass Brotherly Union. UMass Brotherly Union. Be on the lookout as well late this week for our first GB flyer coming out. Yeah. Um, we just have we have so many we just have so much planned for this um, springtime and then even more planned for the fall time. I think... Um, the greatest thing that um, all our board of directors have in mind is consistency. I think that's a huge problem between um, RSOs on, on campus is consistency. Um, even I, I've went to different like meetings that kind of try to do stuff that we're doing, but did they just weren't consistent? If you have if you have a consistent base coming to you um, every week or every two weeks, then you that's how you um, build community. That's how you build brotherhood. I feel like necessarily if everybody like there's a couple other organizations that try to do what we're trying to do right now and they just didn't have the passion the motivation or the consistency to form something that would actually last a long time so every time there's every new semester people don't take it serious I, I think a lot more men of color are going to realize hey we're serious about this so why can I why would I not go to the general body meeting and better myself we're, we're, we're trying to have something on campus where it just um it's just known that hey, uh, the men, uh, UMass Brother uh, Brother Union GB is today. 
how am I how am I not supposed to go? Like, what am I doing? You know, right, like right. there's something wrong for you not going because you're bettering yourself. All right. And my last question for you guys is when do you guys meet? Be on the lookout once again. I will say this this upcoming week, our first UB meeting. Uh, it will be at the X. Uh, flyer will be coming the out. Malcolm X Center? Yes, indeed. All right. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.